Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Good day, everyone. Welcome back. It's Davis and Chase time, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, it's Thursday morning. It's me and Josh, Chase, talking about the things that we're talking about. I should say Josh Chase from Wayland Spottens because it appears as though I just got a reminder from my computer. As though it appears, the Any Spotten Show is back. Go check them out. Go also check out other friends of the show, Obstacle Running Adventures. Go check out OCR Report and listen to Jack Bauer get a lot of predictions wrong. Check out all the good podcast guys. Our friend uh, Jason and Anna over at, what the hell do they do? I can't remember. So many shows out there. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh and I, cover the world of obstacle racing and many other things that I don't understand. If it's your first time here, welcome to it. We do new episodes every Tuesday. We do Thursday episodes on Thursday. Away we go. Welcome back, everybody. It is your favorite obstacle course racing podcast. Did you ever think you'd have a favorite podcast? Well, you do. You're that kind of person. It is Davis and Chance. How are you, Matt Davis? (laughs) Uh, I'm great. Um, I'm enjoying my. I'm here with coffee and notes. I feel super professional. Oh, I forgot to put up my Game of Thrones flag, though. Damn it! So close. I have different flags, by the way. And you I have know, and six I, of them. Five have, of them. I have five of them because I won a set of four, and they gave me a bonus. And uh, I don't even know the show, but I thought it would it would make me look cool. So, well, let me start by saying it's over. It's over. I don't think anybody saw that final ending happen. I'm a little peeved about Westeros. Let's all be a happy family and decide to bring democracy back to a world where you kill your family members on a whim. Uh, but, oh, well, if you were going to rank it in like show finales, where would you put it? Uh, I mean, that's hard to do. That's like a, that's like a, you can't just rank the one single episode because one, it's so new. It's like, it's like how every Super Bowl is the greatest Super Bowl ever. Like inevitably they always say this ranks up, up there. It, it's too new to, to say anything. Like if you look at it as a whole, it, it is, it's a top five TV show of all time. Right. And anybody that says otherwise is a dummy or just hasn't watched it. Um, the finale wasn't going to deliver. I think just because they rushed it through six episodes, had they given it 10 episodes or, or done a proper season ending, I think it would have been it would have been a little better produced and it would have been drawn out story wise. But I think uh, you know I like I was satisfied with the way it ended. There were a couple of things that I didn't like the way they did, but I'm not going to like everything that they do. So this is the older, more mature Josh. I'm okay with their decisions, and I'm not going to let it <laughs> not going to let it upset me. So let's talk about things that do upset me, and that's obstacle course racing. <laughs> All right, what do we got for topic number one? Uh, we have a ton of stuff. First off. Let's let's start by talking about how predictions are bullshit. Can we do that? <laughs> I thought. Wait a minute. I thought we specifically weren't going to talk about that. No, we're definitely going to talk about this. Just really quickly. But do you remember the call we had the other yesterday? By the way, or two days. Ago? I do. I do. So Matt Davis called. You can you can say the specifics if you want, but essentially what he said was, "Isn't it funny how people that are supposed to." make good predictions in this sport. Don't make good predictions. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> and it's, I, I don't mind calling out Josh. I just said, Josh, I don't mind calling out Jack and we can do that. Cause he's fun to make fun of. Cause certainly I listen, I, people make fun of me a lot. Um, and I deserve it. Um, but what I said was let's not spend the show like kind of doing like a massive kind of in-depth sort of debate as, you know, Will and Jack do, because that's really not what this show is. Like, we talk more about the macro. How did, you know, how did the race handle things or where's the industry going or specific things? And so I just want to make sure we don't spend 20 minutes on, like, the race, I guess. Like, even though we're an obstacle racing show. <laughs> that's Nobody wants to hear about the race. They can go watch it on Facebook Live. Right. Read- There's just so many different things, and this we're just, we're a different kind of a show. So anyway, let's just, I'll, I'll shut up now and let you say what you're going to say. No, my, so my whole thing is like obstacle course racing is like, and I said this to you yesterday on the phone, it's like golf, right? The best, the best person doesn't always win. So regardless of what you can predict and how they're performing and what they did last year and this, that, and the other thing, like the the best person doesn't always win. It's just the nature of it. And I think 
Mr. Luna Lima proved that to everybody today. And a bunch of people said, you know, I had no doubt that he was going to do great, blah, blah, blah. But nobody predicted him to be in first place in front of Ryan Atkins and Ryan Woods. So bravo to him for throwing everybody's predictions and brackets all awry. My brackets all everywhere this year. March Madness in the shitter. NHL Stanley Cup, by the way, go Bruins in the shitter from round one. My prediction for Big Bear. Oh, well. Mr. Atkins, second well, I, place. I will say this. Um, you know, we joke. We do. We joke with the Atkins impression, which is like, you know, laid back Kermit. Like, you know, how do you think it went? I don't know. Pretty good. You know what I mean? But like, I'm, I'm going to do a little history rewind because I asked him even off the record, like later, I'm like, so, you know, cause like we're, we're hanging out or whatever. And I'm like, so like, is that going to be a problem for you? Like in or whatever. And he's like, no, like I saw him get away from me and I kind of let him. And I was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm not really like, that's not the pace I'm going to run this race, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. And I first, I thought, well, is he underestimating Johnny? Like is maybe, and then I re- and then I re- hearkened back and this is a very different time but i'm just gonna go ahead and do it uh, i'm gonna pull one from the vault that a few will appreciate uh extreme nation a one-off race that happened in 2014 he was still pretty new and he showed up and he was third or fourth behind hunter and somebody else and um i was like you know how do you think like it was your first time going against the guys and he was like well, i'll catch that guy and i was like that's pretty fucking cocky hunter was kind of the best you know, at the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he just had no doubt because he knows himself. So, um, you know, why that hasn't translated to beating Albin, I don't know. Other than Albin's the best in the world. Um, but we'll see if he if he beats him in, in, in Tahoe. And I, and I agree. If we run that race five times and it's burpee-free for everybody, you might have a different winner each time. Here's something to talk about, even though I said we weren't. Um, four U.S. races... Four winners, and nobody could have predicted that either, and that's awesome. I think that's awesome for the sport. Johnny, Kempson, VJ, Atkins. Uh, that's awesome, right? Four races, yep. four winners. We've never had anything like that. Um, we, could, we could talk to Jack and figure that out, like through the years, how many winners in a five series, but it's I'm guessing two or three, and they all sort of revolve the podium. So it's a new day in OCR, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a great day. And speaking of John Albin, did you see he's now promising to post more on social media? I, I literally commented, did someone take over your account? Um, and the answer to that is probably yes. And, and it's like he's not the kind that would like cave to sponsors either. So I think maybe he, he has had some sort of come to Jesus about it, like with himself or I don't know. Maybe he feels like maybe I'll help the community more. I don't know. I, I can't wait to talk to him about it. I mean, the guy doesn't use social media and he has almost 20,000 followers. So I mean, good he on write, you. He writes a really well done race review on his own site. He does. And so you can, you can check that out. But uh, he kind of can't be bothered. He likes to live away from everybody and do his thing. Yeah. And it's, he's like, uh, I don't know who I liken him to. He's like Joaquin Phoenix, right? He just kind of goes away and then comes back and is like, oh, yeah, he's still here and he's a phenomenal athlete. Okay. Right. Um, I will say Lindsay's next race is one of the sky running races. So I'm extremely interested to see how she does. I'm not going to make any predictions on that because I have no basis of knowledge in doing it, but I'll, I'll be interested to see how, and I think right is doing one too this year, how they perform in that aspect of racing. Cause we have several weeks now before the final race in Utah uh, at the end of July. So we got nothing but time to speculate and, Try and fabricate some news stories if it turns into a slow news cycle. We'll see. Ray, uh, a slow news cycle for us just means, you know, more Marvel talk probably. Um, <laughs> or Davis's, Davis's cell problems. Hang on. Hold the phone. All weekend, Sprint came through. No issues on the mountain. Now, I didn't go to the top of the mountain, but just on the site. All weekend, I had no issues. And I did hear some people say they were having issues, AT&T and some other ones. So I was just about to ditch Sprint and update from the folks that 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 work for Sprint or whatever, way to go. I posted a lot in Big Bear, right? You saw me. You followed. Yeah. No issues. But also it was Big Bear, and it's probably a place that should always have cell coverage. So should a lot of places, Josh. True. Getting back to <laughs> more conversations about Marvel, I got 
like, I got a message on Instagram from Mr. Javier Escobar that said, Josh, why don't you and Matt just talk for three plus hours? Like the whole end game discussion could have gone on longer. Just the dynamic between somebody that is quote entry level and me was great. I was like, that could be a whole episode on its own. Fortnite shit was great. So Javier, big fan and bravo and congratulations to him this past weekend. His, what the hell was his team name? Like Cactus Chubb and and Helmet Guy or something. Well, the best thing about the best thing about that name was that Mike and Caitlin did their episode, and Caitlin was like, "What does that mean?" And 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 Mike goes, "I'll tell you when you're older." Just classic George and Gracie, Mike and Caitlin. God, I love them so much. Um, Hilarious. Yeah, I honestly never even need to listen to the interviews. Just getting them for ten minutes up front and at the back is phenomenal. Shout out to our friends at Obscure Running Adventures, and I am a patron. Um, but this particular episode, I did listen to the whole thing. Um, uh, oh shoot, we okay. Where were we right before that? Other than yeah, where were we before I got yeah? Where were we? I don't know. We were talking about so- semi predictions. Oh, so, so real quickly, so Rhea did a sky running race last year and got second. Wasn't that a sky event? Unknown. Probably, but I don't know. Well, um, so Steve Hammond is either a race director or just helps put on one of those races. And, like, that's where all the rabbits come from, the guys that run around with GoPros. By the way, bonus, they are on this episode of of the Obstacle Racing Media podcast. I I just kind of ran around and did interviews, and they were there. And uh, so you'll get to know those guys. They're they're you know, quiet, humble dudes that are just really good at running and do the, do a really good job. I mean, you say really good at running. I watched two of them duff it this weekend at Big Bear. So oh, dare I, I say, watched one guy fall pretty handily as he was following. I think it was Atkins. Dare I say you try that? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I would. I would just be eating bricks. Right. Uh, can we go back? I'm not going to show it to you because I respect you. Don't enjoy gruesome pictures. We're going to talk about Ian. But can you? Can we just talk about Ian Hosek's barbed wire injury? So here's the thing. Like, I, so shout out to Zoe, by the way. Zoe was there, and Zoe gave us fair warning. She goes, "Hey, next post, it's coming." And then she did another one and had it like just grayed out. And she's like, "Okay, one more." And I swiped away from it. And I was like, "Thank you, Zoe." And then Ian did not. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's Ian's feed. It was just boom. Here it is. And it, no, he. I think he said he put a survey up and was like, "Do you want to see it?" And then everybody voted yes. Right because- by the time, but by the time I got there, it was a hard. It was a hard yes. So right. anyhow, but do we see it in the coverage? Like I, I watched a little bit of the coverage. Can you actually see it happen? Like we did with Woods, or no? I, I don't know. To be honest, I. I- had the intention to go back yesterday to look it up, but I just, I got distracted and didn't get a chance to, but he said the one thing that just stuck out to me, he's like, it wasn't feeling it that I thought it was a problem. It was hearing the sound that it made. Oh, which to me, I'm like, okay, barbed wire, like eight inches. He's got like a dozen staples in his head. Matt is just grimacing on screen right now. And, uh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna make a hot take here. Okay, is it time for Spartan to, to do away with <laughs> or downgrade the barbed wire? Well, it's funny you should say. You know, I was just thinking like all these years, and it's like, oh, what a surprise! People get injured in barbed wire. Um, you know, is, is it is it to say the athletes are going that much harder? Right, that it used to be kind of a no brainer, no pun intended, Ian. Uh, and now, like they're fuck- other than Rose running straight into it, famously on television once because she didn't see it. Um, uh, no, I don't think we should even entertain that. Although, did you hear me try to talk jo- talk Joe off of a rue last night? <laughs> I did. <laughs> so the funny thing is, every time he does one of those videos, right, he starts it the same way. He's like Spartans, and you calling him out on like why he makes the sound as if he's constipated was hilarious. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't hear you trying to talk him down from Aru. By the way, why was Joe DeSena just hanging out with you in Atlanta? Uh, isn't that a good question? Um, so uh, you know, I'm in touch with Joe. I have a relationship with Joe, as I do many, you know, race owners or directors or whatever. And and uh, he's not very reachable on the phone. He's super busy. And he goes, "Hey, I actually am coming to Atlanta. I'm speaking at a thing." email my assistant and we'll make some time. And so I was going to pick him up at his hotel and go to dinner. And then I was like, listen, why don't you meet my family? You know what I mean? Like you've, you've had a pretty big effect on my life and, and you know, my wife knows who you are. Why don't you meet my wife and kids? And so he did. And it was great. Um, so yeah, like him talking to river, I was like, Oh my God, I have to get this on camera. 
So, um, so I'm just going to play this for you because uh, it's only 30 seconds. It's, it's on my current Instagram feed, but let's, we'll just do it in real time. Off the table. No, no, Aru is on the table. It's in the Urban Dictionary. It just came in. It's not off the table. Urban dish- I can make the Urban Dictionary. Uh, you didn't make the Urban Dictionary. Aru did. <laughs> that's the point. No, no, I'm saying, like, uh, that's like people. He doesn't know anything. I don't know anything. Okay. I want to be on that so can, we get r- can we get rid of? All right, you made your point. Can we get rid of? No, that's like getting rid of Hoorah. I'm not getting rid of Aru. It's, it's like dumb. a 2,700-year-old battle cry. What about burpees? Burpees are not going away either. Spear throw. Not going away. Gladiators. Working on it. We're supposed to get the gladiators back. They're coming back. Whistler will be at Whistler. That's some breaking news. Gladiators are going to be at Whistler, huh? Um, apparently. Um, but yeah, uh, there you go. So there's there's uh, me running Joe through some hot takes. Aru is on the Ever Dictionary. I looked it up. But, <laughs> and the, the example they use is, I'm so hyped for this race, Aru. <laughs> but, but can you explain to people what the Urban Dictionary is? Urban Dictionary is like Wikipedia. You can just add anything to it. It's way it's- worse than Wikipedia, though. I can put I can put when I licked Josh's balls I said a rue and it would be there. Jesus Josh, Christ. Josh's face was just like unbelievable. That's getting you back for the fucking Ian thing. But you know you know what I'm saying? Like that's like th- there's no what do you call it? There's no gatekeeper. Correct. There's your favorite word, gatekeeper. Good use of that word. Right. So the fact that Joe thinks it made it and doesn't understand. Now if it made the Oxford dictionary um that would be different. Not Webster's. Whatever. <laughs> All right, two more quick topics on Big Bear Weekend. How do you feel about the Facebook Live feed moving to on delay so that the inevitable rule infractions that we caught on video are not brought up in the moment? Okay, this is another this is another slight retraction, right? Kind of like kind of like my uh, <laughs> my concert footage, right? Like I said this, and now I'm, I'm. But listen, I think this shows that I'm such a big person that I can admit that I'm wrong. Um, or it just shows that we're wrong a lot. <laughs> we're wrong a lot. That's great. Well, listen, we're on the record. We're like, we're fine. We're ballsy. We're on the record. Um, so when we rolled around to Alabama and there was a signal issue and people said, oh, they're doing that to fake, to fake that they don't have to do the signal so that they don't have to get caught with their pants down. And I said, well, come on, that's incredible conspiracy theory, which was later I was proven to be right that they were given bad information by like a venue owner, right? However... Uh, I think that as they went through this and they're like, okay, well, moving forward, the numbers are probably about the same for like long-term viewers, not eight-second viewers. Mm -hmm. If we can have the time to edit it and make it a a tighter product, why don't we do that? And oh, by the way, it takes away this massive issue that we had called the internet screaming at us. And there's probably no end in sight to that. So I think it's a... What do you call it? What do you call an accidental benefit that you don't quite have to mention? What do you call that? Is that a an, thing? An unintended consequence? Benefit. Right. Yeah, a, there you a, go. Unintended consequence. So I'm going to go ahead and say that it's not the only reason, but they are pretty freaking happy that they don't have to do that anymore. And um, yeah, because what, what were there, five things this past weekend? I mean, I know of three of them. So the one that, the one that popped up first, that was the biggest one, is Johnny Luna Lima. I can say that name, by the way. Bravo to your friend Kevin Donahue, who went on his Instagram feed a day later and said, let me correct all the things that I did wrong. And he went and listed all his grammatical errors. Apparently, he can't say Johnny Lunalima. He butchers the name all the time. So Johnny Lunalima apparently only did four and a half burpees. So he started with the jump at the Atlas carry, and he didn't chest to ground five times. He only chest to ground four times. And apparently, marshals are told that you have to count chest to the ground uh, for the burpee. So the, the strict like method is chest to the ground, stand up, jump. That's one where he went jump chest to the ground and then finished with a jump. So he only did four and a half. But remember, remember the, the, the 5th bur- of November. Remember the Lindsay, remember the Lindsay battle? Was it Lindsay Faye? What was the battle? The, like the burpee ago? off in Tahoe? Yes. And Lindsay started with the up. Most of us start with the down. I do. I do. And so there was a whole thing, but then we went, you know, they went back through and counted and she starts up. Um, I only watched it once and I could see how you would easily count five because somebody showed me, somebody showed me him and Ryan and because they were like right next to each other. Um, But anyhow, the, uh, I think the short answer is um, this is probably going to keep happening a lot. 
Um, what was the other ones that we saw? The quote unquote infractions. So we saw Rhea throwing her spear, stepping in front of the gate. <laughs> a good foot in front of the sign. <laughs> yeah, that one. Like I saw, I saw the video on. I think she had posted the video of her making the spear. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Ooh, she's stepping really far in front of that gate." And she was kind of off to the side of the fenced part of the gate, so it's like there's nothing really stopping you from stepping. And there was technically a rope there. The rope was kind of dangling with a lot of, you know, a lot of excess. So was she was she still behind the rope? Sure, but she definitely stepped in front of the gate. Now, have you read rules? We should have done our homework. I'm hoping you did. Kind of. Like- like the- I am a master of the rules. Okay. I am I am well aware of all the rules. Can you read the rule for the throw? Well, I wasn't prepared to read it right this very moment, but I'll pull it up if you'd like. Please what Matt is essentially bringing up is the rule says nothing about where you plant your feet or anything like that. But It doesn't mean you shouldn't. It doesn't mean they now should add a line that says stay behind barricade or barrier or whatever. But- I completely agree that they should have that line. Right. But if it's not in there yet, then technically – I'm saying that because someone wrote me and said, hey, there's no rule for this. Let's DQ her. And I'm like, well, both those statements can't be true. Right. Matt, there's also no rule that says I can't walk up to the bloody target with a spear in my mouth and place it in there gently. Right. That doesn't mean I can go do that, though. Well, that's, that, but that's a big piece of it. That's kind of like the uh, – so here's a perfect example, right? Savage Race, right? When – uh, when Yuri climbed out the side, they actually had that rule. Like, they had thought of it, right? And so it said, go down the slide, must enter at the exit of the blah, blah, blah. Like, whatever it was, and boom, there it is in black and white. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, attempt to throw the spear and have a stick in Spearman. Competitor is one attempt. Failure modes if spear doesn't stick into the Spearman. Any part of the spear is touching the ground. Additional notes, an attempt is considered to be in progress once a competitor releases the spear. We're going to talk about that in a second. Oh, yeah. Competitors are allowed to choose a different spear if they feel there's a defect in the initial spear. It's a competitor's responsibility to ensure the tether is placed in a manner so as not to cause entanglement. Spear must remain stuck in Spearman. Spearman's considered part of any structure, including the bracing. Yeah, little known fact, if you throw your spear and it sticks into the wood, you're good. That was a big one for a while. Spear can touch the ground during the throw or during initial entry. However, when it comes to a final rest, no part of the spear may be touching the ground. So if you bounce that sucker off the ground Sweet. and then set the target, you're good. Um, so, yeah, did did she technically break a rule? No, because there's no rule listed that states you've got to be but behind. See, get, but see, this gets back to my this gets back to my here's how to solve all the rule problems. You and I, let's just for example, okay walk around and just do each obstacle, which it sounds like they kind of had, but they haven't. Because that's the first thing I would say. If you read all those to me and I go, great, I would walk around and stick it in. And they'd go, okay, great. Let's add the rules, add the fence. Like, that's the first thing I would think of is like, we didn't say where I have to stand. So it seems to me that like, if you just do that for each obstacle, now, here's what somebody else pointed out to me. What you just read, we kind of have for every obstacle. And if I'm a, if I'm a, if I'm a, a high school track star or a college whatever, trail runner and i have a rule book that's this thick i can't really compete in your sport i'm like what like it's a bit much but that's kind of what we have in this world of obstacle racing well it's going to be like any other sport right look at the rules for the nfl and the nhl they're so massively diluted now with all these nuances because those situations have come up they've had to address them in the form of putting them in the rules so something else will come up right what happens if i throw the spear and it doesn't stick into anything, but it gets stuck and is just resting on top of the spear, man. Right, go. just balancing. Right. Does that it, count? What if it, it's a seven forty-seven? Right. So if <laughs> <laughs> the seven forty-seven destroys the entire spear obstacle, so what if what if some elite athlete throws the spear and it comes to rest on top of Spearman, but not stuck into it? Right. That's going to end up in the rules because now they have to address I it. I love the. I but the fact that you just the bounce one right that doesn't there doesn't seem to be any scenario where that could happen unless even like even in Iceland right to bounce the fucker right. But they put I, that. But they put. That I can actually way. show you a video of somebody bouncing a spear and it landing in in the target. Okay. So when I was in was it San Antonio? I think it was San Antonio. Somebody did something again. It's not in the rules. He took the spear like a tomahawk axe over right. his head and right. threw it end over end. It bounced off the ground, projected its way into the target, and stuck there. Technically fine. So, but 
highly unethical. Uh, Please so don't back, do. So back to the back to the original point. I think that not showing these live is definitely behooving them because then we get the magical. Well, it's after the awards. There's nothing we can do. Um, but again, it goes back to, um, you know, same old, same old. Highly trained volunteers willing to say something about it, right? Like. You know, if you were the volunteer, right, at that, at that obstacle, you'd have gone, Ray, 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 you're past the line. Now, she only gets one attempt, so she would have had to do burpees, right? She can't, she doesn't get a mulligan, right? Presumably, yep. And then if she decides to waste 30 seconds arguing with you, that's on her. But, like, you know what I mean? It's like that's, unfortunately, you know, that's, that's probably not going to happen. So now, moving away from rule violations, let's talk about courtesy violations. Okay. So, Lindsay comes running Strap up to Spearman. Strap yourselves in, folks. Strap yourselves in. And I, I'm only bringing this up because it was a discussion on the Discord, right? Uh, it was I, a little I, more than a discussion. Yeah, I mean, I, and I saw it on Facebook, too. It's, I'm bringing it up because it's sort of my duty. And I, I'm, I'm willing to give people passes, mainly because I'm biased. Fight me. I don't care. So, Lindsay comes up to Spearman, and there are 20, I'd say a dozen, open spears. She runs specifically up to one where a gentleman has already pulled his spear out, recoiled it, and has the spear in his hand. She runs up behind him and says something, and I didn't hear it on the live feed, something to the nature of, would you mind if I took that spear? And the guy turns around and is like, okay, here, take the spear. And is kind of caught off guard and walks away. And he looks to be a little sour about it. He could just have a resting bitch face. I don't know. Um, how do you feel, Matt, about Lindsay Webster? Number one pro athlete, winner of the Big Bear, runs up to a competitor who has a spear, an elite competitor, has a spear in his hands, asks him for it, takes it, throws it, and moves on. So this is the rub that came up on social. And whenever I start these arguments, you know, hard to win an argument on social media. I know you and I are going to talk, so I try to save it. But then I still go two or three lines past when I say I'm not going to say anything, which is, by the way, like... It's awesome when that happens the other way around, right? Like when you get an argument on social media, which I know you do, Josh, and someone's I like, do not. you know what? what are you about? And someone's like, you know what? I don't have time for you. Have a good day. You know that if you don't respond, like they're going to write you back in about 10 minutes, right? Because they can't help themselves. So yep. I'm really trying to talk myself off the ledge and knock into this argument because I know I'm going to have a chance to see you and talk about this with you. My argument is, okay, the way Josh described it, one would picture a young man with a spear in his right hand ready to throw. What I saw, watching it multiple times, is a guy who's reeling, 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 literally one hand on the string, one just touching the spear, right? Nowhere close to throwing it, and then she took it, okay? Now, can't, is she, should be allowed to, blah, blah, blah. But if he had it, like, in his hand like this, like looking ready to throw or taking a step back ready to throw. Now that's a real dick move on her part, right? But him still kind of in the process. What's the word? What, what do we used to say about a catch in the in the in the process? I don't know. In the process of reeling. Yes, he was touching it, but it, he wasn't grasping it as if he was ready to throw. Now, the question I have for Lindsay, I hope I remember next time I see her is. Is it because the rest of them were in the spear and she wanted to save the reeling? Is it because that's her spot and she's and she's superstitious? Like, why did she skip those twenty? Yeah, and I I think that was part of it. So, so somebody had said that the placement of the spears was really awkward. Either it was on a hill and there was only two or three at the bottom that were considered flat. Uh-huh. Hey, listen. I am as superstitious as possible. Okay, I will when I come up to the spearman. I will run to the very last spear. Okay, that is that's my tradition. I always do it. If the very last spear is not available, then I'll go to the next closest one. Um, but take Jersey for example, right? The ground was muddy and disgusting in some areas, so I went to other ones. So she probably had both superstition, making it in in practice during open house, and flat ground. So a combination of the two. My question is not: Is it legal? Sure, it's legal. You can ask anybody to do anything. My question is about the courtesy of it. Should you do it? And here's the reason why I bring that up. Matt got so angry in Discord that he, quote, rage quit. He's like, fuck this. I'm out. I can't talk about this anymore. He's an elite racer, right? I don't know what position he was in. I could probably go look. I I know where you're going with this. You're saying she's, you're saying Lindsay Webster in that, in by those actions is saying my race is more important than yours. And she should not have the right to say that. That's Josh Chase's big thing. 
That's my take, yeah. And I'm saying, she's saying, I'm racing from, I guess I can't, I can't really get away from this, can I? Like, nope. okay. Mm. Yes, I guess I have to die on this vine. Yes, it is more important, just like the monkey bars that we're going to talk about, or if someone's flying behind me on an A-frame that's going for the going for a win in money, and I am at least 15 minutes off the pace of the winner. Yes, I'm fighting for 30th for the men, but I'm not fighting for top five. So you're not more important. It just, again, again, to me, it's the, is it a dick move or not? And had he been mid-throw, it'd be a total dick move, and we'd be like, wow, Lindsay, that's kind of out of character for you to pull a dick move. And the guy could say no, or the guy could say fuck off, or whatever. Um, In the moment, though, the guy's never going to do that. I don't, you said you would. And I've done it before, right? I've, I've been like ready to go up to an obstacle, and somebody's run up behind me like, can I go? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm literally about to do this. That's me. That's me. Okay, so, 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 so if, if it's not, okay, if, if, if that's wrong to say – how do you take I, – I did throw in the argument about World's Toughest that everybody kind of uh, you know, makes a hole, as it were, when Albin or Atkins is coming. Everybody just kind of moves over like, okay, you know, here comes the guy that's doing five more laps than me or ten more laps than me. I don't have an answer to that. Okay. Tough, Tough Mudder is a different, it's a different monster. Right? We're there's, still competing. There's not, there's not individual lanes per se in Tough Mudder obstacles. If there were, right, with the exception of like Funky Monkey and stuff like that, if you're talking about like Mudderhorn – there's not really lanes there, right? It's just a collective pathway through the obstacle. Here's the thing. The elites have always, like, for the most part, said, no, you're fine. Like, I'm like I'm cool, but we still do it as just sort of this respect thing. Like, because yeah. we're kind of pulling for them to get 75 or 100 or whatever it is. And listen, I don't – it doesn't – it's not that it bothers me. It's I just brought it up because we saw it on the video. And, and I'm fully – okay with these videos being on delay where we can just have these discussions and not have it turn into a Facebook comment fight. I would much rather have the discussions after the fact than listen to people lose their minds in the moment and be like, and because then it just turns into a brigade. One person says it, three more people pile on, 10 people like that comment. It's like, that's unnecessary. Let's have human discussions about it and then move but, forward. But you, you brought up a very good point, which is, which is um, being biased, right? It's Lindsay. Canada's sweetheart, and had it been, I don't know, Isaiah, right? A Second guy, place Isaiah? A, a guy who a lot of people don't like, right? Would it have been would it have been different, right? Probably. Right. Oh, hundred percent, actually. Or or even Hunter, who who some people like and some people don't, right? Um I honestly would love to ask her what her thought was. Um and again, let's let's again, I'm not excusing her behavior, right? Not excusing it and saying, well, you're allowed to do this. But again, let's look at what happens. Somebody used this term, and I hadn't ever heard it before, but it describes it perfectly, race IQ, right? Why people get lost. Why, you know, Ryan touched the truss. It's like fucking balls out. Brain is working a certain way. Again, it doesn't excuse you. You should pay attention to the rules. You should watch the, watch the rope. I mean, watch the flagging, not the person in front of you. Um, but yeah, yeah, but put yourself in that moment, right? Just, and, and, you can say you do one thing. It's totally different. All the money and all the stuff's on the line, and she fucking sees that thing from a mile away and is, like, praying the guy isn't mid-throw by the time she gets there. By she gets the time she gets there, he is kind of almost there, and she's like, please, please, can I have that? We just went unstable. I don't know if you can still hear me. Um, so because so the other one was, wasn't it, was it Rhea on Monkey Bars? Who was the other person that did it? Uh, there was somebody standing on the woman's box. Ah, pow, boom. <laughs> It's like fucking Pee Wee's Playhouse, and I just said the secret word. Uh, yeah, somebody, somebody was Jesus Christ. We're a professional podcast show here. Exactly. Go ahead. Somebody, somebody was standing on the women's height apparatus, right? And uh, a woman came up behind them and was like, "Hey, can I use that lane?" And you know, fully okay with that. The guy hadn't committed to the lane yet he had committed to the obstacle and removed both his feet from it so i'm okay with that even though she's still saying quote unquote my race is more important than yours well that's different it's different because she physically can't reach the monkey bars by standing on one that doesn't have a box. the box a height apparatus the height apparatus <laughs> so all right moving on moving on moving on and this is great because 
all these delayed videos, people have discussions and then two days later they go away and they go away because more ridiculous topics come up like Tough Mudder putting a sign on their course that says this could be a Spartan race and people losing their collective mind over it. So first of all, uh, hey, 2012, you know, come get your argument back. Speaking <laughs> of which, somebody said, is that even a current sign? Like, like I don't know the original, the OP, as we say, right? You like that little internet world? Now well Garfield posted it, but I don't know if Garfield was the was the OP. And I can ask, I can text Tough Mudder. Actually, I meant to, and I forgot because it might be an old sign. But let's say it isn't. Oh my God, who's who's like? Is it your first fucking day? Like, are you fucking kidding me? So the best part is. Mike Morris goes and comments right on the picture. So Metal Attic posted it, right? And okay. Mike Morris goes on there and posts, aw, a little heart face <laughs> emoji. That was great. Spartan Race comes back and says, we appreciate the compliment. Clappy emoji. Um, Spartan Race Chili posts on there. I mean, it, if you think this is some underhanded insult by Tough Mudder to try and, like, knock down Spartan Race, you're a dumb dumb. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. You're an idiot. And I saw people posting it like, this is ridiculous. How dare you try and insult? Maybe get your own money and pay out elites. Like, okay, uh, Savage Race, Sam flies banners over Spartan races all the time with Savage Race codes, right? It's, it's clever marketing and it's companies sort of working together in the industry as a whole to generate interest and Go ask a Tough Mudder enthusiast what they think of Spartan Race. Most of them don't even know what the hell it is because they've never run it. But you ask a Spartan Race person what Tough Mudder is, and they're like, it's a stupid race where you get a headband. Oh, okay. Have you ever run one? No. Shut the hell up then. Like, it, different strokes for different folks, right? People can enjoy both of them. And Chocolate's of- better than vanilla. How can you like vanilla? Unless we're talking about ice cream. Vanilla's but- for pussies. Right. So I just I found it funny that this thing made its way across the internet and how people just misconstrued what it was and lost their mind. Right. Collectively lost their mind. Now listen, again, like I feel like that was the vibe in 2012. So as Chris Stevens, friend to all, said, you know, Tough Mudder used to have that three mile sign that said if this were Warrior Dash, you'd be done now, right? Which is yep. like that's a very 2012 conversation. I even said to Warrior Dash when they started, when they did their ultra, I said, oh, are you going to put a, at the 10 mile mark, are you going to say if this was a tough mutter, you'd be done now? And of course they didn't. Um, But again, it's like, oh boy. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, uh, you know, there's, there's actually some of that going on in the Savage Syndicate. Are you in Savage Syndicate? I am, yeah. There, there, it's, it's kind of like, it's weird. I think because it's newer it's not as old as the spartan groups there is a lot of like buckets are dumb going on in there and even sam from savage is kind of playing that game and it's like sam it's beneath you buddy like let it go like you have a great product you have a great race people love you don't go down the buckets are dumb argument right in fact go get some blue buckets and put them in the next race it would be hilarious uh yeah comments like spartan came before any dumb tough mutter and headbands nuff said like you're a you're a dummy you're a dummy. Oh, and by the way, if you paid attention to other brands, you could go run toughest and go get yourself a medal if you really – and this is the part that kills me. They're like, who wants a stupid headband? Okay, uh, are you wearing those medals every day that you win from Spartan? No, you're putting them in a box or hanging them on a bloody thing in a basement. Like, get, get over yourself. There you go. Maddie's got a Big Bear Beast medal. That he did not that, earn. I was about to say, did you earn that medal? It's stolen valor. I was going to do a uh, – I'm going to do a trail video – and uh, just for funsy, I'm just showing how fucking amazing this is because I guess I hadn't paid attention because <laughs> like these medals are just they get bigger and bigger every year. Right. And this is, in fact, bigger than the regular medal. Right. It is. Yeah. The U.S. National Series medals are larger physically and they're colored on the inside where the other ones aren't. I mean, this is a sight to behold. Right. And then that mountain, that mountain fucker is another <laughs> amazing thing. If you saw in the story. Old VMEGS was like, look at this fucking metal. And I was like, let's get that on video. So I made her say it again. Because um, like here, okay, so here's, here's the trail, right? Which is like, it's a very nice metal, right? And it's yeah. like, what would you say that is? Three inches, two inches? I don't know. I'd say two. And then this thing, like just, this thing is like the syndicate metal. Speaking of Savage, it's like just massive. Anyway. The syndicate metal this year, by the way, is badass. 
It's insane. It's oh, I like huge. The, I like the spinny one. Is it still spinny? It is. The inside is spinny and it's got like a mirror finish to it. It is. Oh, it's badass. Okay. Um, it, you, you're not crossing off as we're going here. I'm, sp- I'm looking at our, at our topics. Uh, so what do we have left? We have Spartan dealing with the weather. You want to, you want to give Spartan some kudos? Yeah. How do you feel that they handled uh, big bears, 70 degree Saturday and 20 degree Sunday? Well, let's go real time. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Davis in big bear. Uh, to not run the beast or the sprint. <laughs> um, I think I might be leading the trail series, by the way. I don't know who else has run two races. If you've run two, let me know. Uh, Elite or Is there a trail series? No, but I'm making it up because I'm doing it. Oh, okay. All right. So you have you have 2,000 points and VJ Matt has 998 exactly, points. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. We, we're going to talk. I do want to talk about that. I do want to talk about the VJ Matt, Matt Davis battle because it was a battle this time. Definitely. Um, okay. But let me back up. So real time, I'm with Dustin, my buddy Dustin Living Good. We, we room together for the weekend. And I am, uh, you know, you got to get mentally ready, right? Especially yeah. on a day like that. And all weekend, we know it's coming, right? You check the weather every few hours. You know it changes. You know it changes. Are we getting snow? Is it going to be wet rain? Oh, my God, I pray it's snow. Wet rain sucks. Wet rain and cold really sucks. Even though I'm not going to get dunked, it just still sucks, right? Yep. And I get... You know, I get dressed. I pick my amount of layers. I get, I get over prepared. I'll be honest with you. Um, Most people do. Well, I usually don't because I'm lazy and or unprepared. Let me rephrase that. Uh, in the past, I have been. Dustin says, "Hey, man, it might be windy up top. You got any kind of like, you know, windbreaker?" And I go, "Well, I got this like, you know, it's literally a garbage bag with the Spartan logo on it that you put on that the volunteers put on when it's raining." And he goes, that's perfect. a poncho. And he goes, a poncho. right. And he goes, that's perfect. Because if you're, if you're up at the top and you know, you could be in trouble. And so originally we were supposed to go like this to the top, run across the top down. And you know, I know what it's like. I've been in a situation where you think it's going to be quick and then it's not right. So that thing balled up and I put it in my pocket. So anyway, I'm prepared. We sit in the car we're heading there. Boom. Spartan website. I start getting texts. You know, hold off. Weather's bad. We're not sure what's going to happen. And then that really sucks because part of you is relieved and then part of you is not because I really want to race. So we start heading to uh, the event and we're staying right down the street. And basically you make a right on this one street and it's a hill up to the venue. And um, the line of cars is not moving. And we see people walking back down. And it was like, oh boy. And the guy says, Beast is canceled. They're not sure about the other stuff. And uh, we'll update you at like 10. And I, that actually made me feel hopeful. Like, okay, they're trying to make it happen. They're just not saying it's done. And then, you know, we find out they're, they're going to start the sprint late and the trail late, but it's going to happen. And of course, people already started with, um, I paid for this. I'm running anyway. Talk about idiots, right? Because, you know, because that's certainly what Spartan wants to do. They already have your money. They don't care. It's like, yep, that's what they do. They yep. take your money just to secretly know they're going to cancel on Sunday and make, you know, 5,000 people angry at them. Um, and what they end up doing, as people found out, is doing essentially uh, a two-loop course for the sprint. And the trail became an out and back instead of a, a, a nice little, you know, up, over, and down. Um, and I got to say that uh, it's pretty impressive to me. They know they don't want to cancel. They want to keep everybody safe. Part of it is the venue saying, for their own liability, we're not letting you up there. We're yeah, not, we're not going to put we're not going to put racers, probably ill equipped gear wise, up on some snowy mountain where they could presumably blow off the side of the thing, fall down, break a leg, break an arm. Right. And so, considering you know they were pro- Steve and 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 all you know the race director guy's name I can't remember like we're probably up at four in the morning assessing and figuring this shit out because they had to right because yep. how else do you make a decision that quickly you can't in an hour solve all these problems and and move volunteers and probably a shitload of volunteers that stayed at home et cetera et cetera so I give Spartan kudos for pulling it off and I'll address the social media side of things as usual <laughs> the people that are posting saying. We signed a death waiver. I don't know why we could just couldn't do this. It wasn't that bad. You're also the first a-holes to go and post when they do open the course that the course was poorly run 
And you're also the same a-holes that would go sue Spartan because you fell down and broke your ass on some snowy mountain. So it's like Spartan can't win either way. Any any race company, right? We've seen terrain cancel races. We've seen Savage impacted by weather. There's a race in Texas. You got a race canceled this year. Except for Austin last weekend, which apparently went off without a hitch. Uh, And that was the one that was supposed to get killed with storms. But if you think Spartan or any company makes these decisions lightly, you have no insight as to what's happening in this industry or any industry or whether is an impact. It's they wait till the very last moment to do these things, because guess what? Even if they give you free deferrals or, you know, they still lose money either way, right? You're not getting people on site to buy stuff. You're, you know, you're still losing out one way or another. So they made it work for the sprint, which was great. And a lot of good feedback, a lot of bad feedback, but they still made it work. Well, that was well. That was the first thing. Hey, if you're here for the beast, run today for free. And someone's like, "Yeah, but they cost different. I paid a lot." And blah 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 blah. And it's like, listen, exactly. So, um, but this does bring up a good point. And I'm, we're already at 49 minutes. I don't know if you can talk anymore, but I have it. This is a pretty big one, by the way, that I recently learned about, which we're not ready for. You, I'm ready. Okay. This is a big one. If you signed up for age group, okay. Let's say you're supposed to run at blah, blah time, right? And you show up late, right? Mm -hmm. There were some who said, well, we don't want to DQ you. You spent your money, right? And you might be just like a regular person. You might not even care like about the points or whatever. So you're an open waiver, right? Like you you can't race age group. You can race today. You paid your money. Have fun, but you're open, right? However, that's not the rule. The rule is... You're penalized 30 minutes, which means, uh, oh, and you can't win money, right? However, 10 age groups, top 10 qualifies, okay? So if I show up and finish fourth in my age group or fifth, I bumped whoever was six through 10 right out of qualifying. Mm -hmm. So I think that's insane, and I think that you absolutely should be moved to, to open or don't race at all. 100%. 100%. Just take your chance somewhere else. Run age group at another race. And it sucks. It's a, it's a national series event, right? I get it. On Sunday, it wasn't, so it doesn't matter on Sunday. Mountain series but, event. <laughs> mountain series event, right? But if uncontrollable circumstances aside, if you can't get there on time, what would they tell Usain Bolt if he showed up late for the 100-meter dash? Well, exactly, but 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 the Olympics aren't a, aren't a race company, right? Spartan, that's the right. That's you know, you're back to the oldest argument in the world, right? Are you are you the sport or are you a you an events company? Um, but uh, I really hate this rule, and I think uh, I want to have a conversation with you know Kobler, Watson, or whoever to kind of bring this to light because maybe that person isn't trying to get an unfair advantage, but you kind of do. Right? Yeah. Like yeah, you're not just, racing against people in your age group. That's those are your competitors. Right. Um, maybe I take it easier if I don't think Josh is there because oh, I don't have to worry about Josh this weekend, right? What whatever, right? It's just it I don't know why, how you would possibly like someone might be mad about it, but guess okay, you're gonna show up the next time. Anyway, I just I thought you'd have more of an opinion on that because I just found out about this. You you seem to not, and, I, and you're the guy who kind of pays way more attention to these kind of rules. It's pretty cut and dry. I, I actually, to be honest, I didn't. I wasn't aware of the thirty minute penalty. I was under the no assumption. One is. <laughs> no one is. No one is. Well, they always say it at the races. If you don't run in your age group, you'll be moved to open. So they do so say that. They say that. Yeah. Okay, that's not the current rule as I understand it, as was well, explained to me recently. If, if you miss your age group, you don't. You don't deserve to be in age group rankings. But That's right now you do, and they figure it out, right? Because they know when you start and finish and blah, 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 and you get some sort of 30-minute penalty. Anyhow, uh, that I, I thought would be a longer conversation. I'm actually going to skip. Uh, we're going to skip podiums, Josh. We're going to skip podiums in that other phrase I have there. Because you know I just decided life is too short, and I can't be upset about this anymore, Josh. I have to just let it go. I, I like positive Matt Davis. I, well, it's not all positive Matt Davis, but – if you do a oh here oh here's why it's okay here's why you can't do podiums this is what I woke up with this morning you know sometimes you just sleep on something and you just feel better the next day yep. I was ready to rant and go off on somebody for podiums who I already went off on who I called out and who then proceeded to do the um <laughs> uh I'm amazing fuck the haters post within 20 minutes of me calling them out it's like telling someone they have a drinking problem that's not ready to hear it. Fuck you. I don't have a drinking problem. I quit anytime I want. P.S. Get the fuck out of my life. Don't tell me what to do. 
you can't tell a Fodium not to do like they ref- you can't do it. So I'm done. I'm done with it. I like how a Fodium is like a reference to a person. Be like, you're a Fodium. Get away from me. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Because I've done it multiple times now, and I've gotten the same. In the last three times, I've said to someone nicely. I think you have a bit of a drinking problem. I've noticed that you show up late for work or you wreck your car or, you know, even nicely. They're like, how dare you? How dare you? (laughs) How dare you is the response. So therefore, Matt Davis, I'm sure I'm sure all my loving fans will continue to send me photos of podiums and uh, and Waffle Houses. But don't bother because I'm okay. Those people have to live with themselves and maybe one day they'll wake up and realize they have a drinking problem. Still send him pictures of Waffle Houses. (laughs) That will never get old. Right. But. Podium. I will just say, when it ever happens that I get a podium, there will be no question as to what what podium I'm on. As there as there as there shouldn't be. So, Mappy Davis, we killed this one, dude. We come in just under an hour with almost all obstacle racing material. It's a good thing you brought that up. Are you going to go see Spider Man? <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man into the Spider Verse. No, that's the old one. Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, is he in China? No, he's in London. Does I, got, he have, I got my tickets right here. Does he have giant arachna suit coming out of his arm, coming out of his he, thing, and he looks he, CGI'd to fuck? He does have the, the spider legs, yes. Now, I'm going to say a couple of things, okay? God damn you, Josh Chase. I'm going to say a couple of things. Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, right? Okay. Yep. 2000, 2001, prior to all the Thanos. Oh, did you hear? Sorry. Did you hear what happened to CrossFit? Did CrossFit like delete all their social media? Yep. Why did they do that? And there was a lot of crazy comments and someone just put the snap and I killed over laughing because, you know, I now get Marvel references. Someone just, I mean, come on, dude. Isn't that funny? That is pretty funny. Um, The snapping. Right. So, uh, and remember, it didn't just happen here, Josh. It happened everywhere, and that's why Captain Marvel's so busy. Um, Javier's <laughs> ear just picked, just picked up. <laughs> so, uh, I'm forgetting his name again. Oh, Franco. American treasure, James Franco, as, as, uh, as Green Goblin. Come on, man. Or Green Goblin's son, whatever he is. He's... <sighs> James Franco and Willem Dafoe, both American treasures. Kirsten Dunst was like the it super hot girl. You had that magical kiss in the rain. You're not you're not going to get me off that this this mountain. The I'm Spider Man. What do you call that? Mach one or the first iteration? What do you call that? Yeah, I guess I guess we can call that the first iteration. But it's not in. But it's not in phase one, is it? That's that's pre phase anything. What phase one call, begins with Iron Man. Right. What do we call anything pre phase one? What do we even call those? Well, we try not to acknowledge it because Tobey Maguire is hot garbage fire. Did you see? So, did you see Cider House Rules? I'm, uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you something, Matt, and I'm I'm gonna hope that it's gonna change your mind. And I'm gonna try and play the audio to it as well after this ad for Peyton Manning and Cold Trickle or whoever this is it bloody guy like is. Like a like a like a, a one take that makes him look like he's a bad actor. Well, every take makes him look like he's a bad actor, but there's one take that rules them all. You know the music. So this one scene. You're blasting that in my ears. So I know. It's supposed to be cheesy and horrible. The girl cringes at him. The scene of Spider-Man walking down the street in his new black suit that he has just gone to purchase because he's infected with the symbiote that is Venom. Matt, there is not a lower point in any Marvel movie than that one moment. Wow. I'm, I'm really surprised that's your, that's your hot take. First of all, he's 43. Amazing. These, as these people age. Cider House Rules, 1999. Great movie. I think he was nominated for things. Um, uh, and what, what has he done since Spider-Man? Uh, in 2008, he made a cameo appearance in the action comedy film Tropic Thunder as a gay 18th century monk with his eye on Father O'Malley. <laughs> yeah, we've all, we've all seen that one. Um, uh, I won't see the new Spider-Man. I want to know if you have uh, Movie Pass or one of its equivalents. You already asked me this. I don't have Movie Pass now. Okay. As a guy who sees a lot of first-run movies, 
and a, a guy with no kids who has time to see movies, um, why not? Because I don't see enough movies to make it worth it. I don't see a movie every month. I see a movie every three to five to six months. Like in the next six months, I'll see Spider-Man, maybe The Lion King, because why not? And Star Wars in December and maybe something else in there. So like that's four movies. It's just not going to it's not going to pay for it. I would totally see a Star Wars with you like on opening night. Like that's something I would do. Good to know. Because I said I'm not really the opening night guy, but that would be fun. I'd much more willing to do a Star Wars than a than a Marvel. All right. I'll I'll secede on that one. Because I'd probably I'd probably do that too. I mean, Star Wars for me was like I saw Star Wars as a baby. So as a human baby. All right, we're right at an hour. I think it's I think we these episodes can't be longer than an hour, right? I mean, clearly they can be and people love it, so but it's the right time to end. I don't believe this kid at all. I don't believe that. I don't believe that guy at all. What's his name? What's the current Spider-Man's name? Tom Holland. Yeah, I don't believe him at all. Tom Holland is hands down the best Spider-Man ever. He's awkward. He's fast talking. He comes off as smart. He's not. God, I'm going to catch shit for this. He's not terrible to look at like Tobey Maguire, who looks like he ran face first into a brick wall. He doesn't make those stupid crying faces like he's believable. I don't think he could pull off a hot kiss with Kirsten Dunst in the rain. He pulled off an emotional connection with Iron Man. Okay. One that tore at your heartstrings. I told you how I felt about that. Well, there was nothing lamer. There was nothing lamer than that guy's funeral. Spoiler alert. And they're just like, you know, here's, here's every character ever at the funeral. Right. It just keeps going back and back and back and back. And you know, they all weren't fucking there. You know, that CGI to death. Right, just put everybody in a black suit in a hotel room somewhere in the world. You think they CGI'd people into his Iron Man's funeral? Absolutely. You think they got all principals on cast for that day? I bet they did. Now, now, happy talking to the daughter. I liked. Good moment. I'll take. Yep. That. Take that. Right. I reeled you back in, my friend. <laughs> Josh Chase, I love you. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend, and I'm not doing anything. I restarted my training plan, so I'm going to go running again. I'm going to do some rock climbing on Friday. And if you find yourself with some time this weekend, Matt, season two of the New England Sponge Show podcast started back up. Now, is this where I listen to you and Sandy talk about the things you and I already talked about? To an extent, yes. But because you love and support the industry of OCR, you will give it a listen. Um, okay. Now, what do I got this weekend? What do you have this weekend? I have a rare nothing. Are you gonna Are you gonna welcome summer with some uh, outside foot in the kiddie pool, yelling at your neighbor partying, or what? What are you gonna do? Well, here's the bad news. All right, and I don't react because you live in Boston, but my kids get out of school on Thursday. Okay, they do that in the South early. <sighs> so, thus begins. It's really a short summer about getting out this early. They're back in like July, like end of July, which is nice. But um, it means, you know. End of July. That's like early August, I get. But end of July, that's, that's I'm saying. It's nuts. It's just, it's, you know, it's all, it's all ball bearings these days. I don't know the fuck they do it. I got out. I got out June 10th when I was a kid. And we went back, you know, late August, early September. Anyway, um, so we're not thrilled about the beginning of summer in my house. Whoa. Uh, oh. Fortnite update. Apparently, NBA is now in Fortnite. Yep, NBA skins. Okay. They did NFL skins around the Super Bowl. Okay, so I know we keep saying we're going to go, but this is what I did mean to ask you when I go back and listen to this episode. And yes, I listen to my own episodes. Um, you said that it was almost over, right? And I wanted to compare the last time uh, people lost their mind, I feel like, to this degree was, in fact, uh, World of Warcraft, right? Like, wasn't that the last, like, really, really, really big one? Uh, yeah. I mean, I would say that's the last like cultural phenomenon and I'm sure there's, there's some little blips in the radar in there. Like call of duties, obviously we're always like that, but yeah, world of Warcraft, world of Warcraft is going to get big again because now they released classic world of Warcraft, which is where you can go back as if you're playing like it was 2004 again, um, old school style. So yeah, absolutely. Massive fan of world of Warcraft back in the day. But, but you're saying this moment's almost over. Yeah. I would say Fortnite's on the down, the down slope. Uh, all right, Josh, I'm going to get to editing this episode right away because it was so lively. 
All right, my friend, go listen to uh, our episode of the Annie Spottens podcast, anniespottens.com. All right, have a good day, buddy. Peace out, man. Thanks so much for listening to Davis and Chase. Really, really appreciate it. Go check out all of our other content over here at ORM. I've been posting a bunch of videos and, of course, our regular posted uh, interviews every Tuesday. A lot of good stuff in the can. A lot of great events coming up. This weekend, I've got nothing. So enjoy it. Enjoy a weekend of no racing if that's not what you're doing. That sounded like an intelligent phrase or two. Hey, you want to join the cool kids club? Check out Patreon, patreon.com. Just as little as a dollar a month gets you access to a community where I get you exclusive stuff and fun things. And uh, you support a show that you love, the Obstacle Racing Media Podcast, uh, which includes Obstacle Discourse with Daves and Chase. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. See you soon. Got to run. Love you, Mr. Mina. Bye. Before Shopify, were you wondering where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.